Hello, this is Katie Sloan. And I am Dina DiCastro. Welcome to Let's Get Real Astrology, making the connection between astrology and real life. We aim to bridge the gap between astrological theory and how to use the wisdom of the planets in our daily lives. We'll share personal stories that bring concepts down to earth. We'll provide you with strategies for working with challenging astrological energies. And we will always focus upon how to use astrology to empower rather than to predict. If you want to understand how astrology can be used to make your life better, listen in. Today, we are going to talk about the Aquarius shadow. Sort of, I was thinking about it yesterday and I was getting kind of sad because we're, we've got Aquarius this time and Pisces next time, and then we're done with these shadow episodes and I've been loving them. Yeah, it's really been great. And I've gotten so many insights myself as we've walked through these shadow things Um, because really you can apply it for yourself to almost any, a lot of areas of your life. Like um, I was thinking about with this particular one that I I have trouble sometimes relating to this sign, not people with this sign, but with the archetype and trying to understand it because it's a lot of different things, the Mm. Aquarius shadow. But I think you can take any sign and its shadow and if you know your chart, you can look at where is that sign in my chart? What house does it live in? And you can get insight into how some of those shadow behaviors um, affect you Mm -hmm. and what area of your life. So it's not just about your sun sign. I really want to emphasize that. We're not talking just about sun sign sign Aquarius is here when we're going to talk about the shadow. We're talking about the archetype and we all have uh, every sign somewhere in the chart. And some of us have planets there too, other than the sun. So you can really make this apply to different areas of your own life, or you can reflect on your friends and family. Uh, It's been very useful (laughs) as we've talked about a lot of the shadow signs to help me understand and actually even maybe have more compassion for some of the people in my life. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely given me pause about myself and I have like talking about it. I've been like, Oh yeah, that's my husband does that or oh mm-hmm. yeah, you know people close and close to you in your life you're like oh weird, I never really thought about that. So, I love it. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to find mm-hmm. something just as good. I'm sure we'll figure it out. Right? We will. We will. <laughs> I know we I believe in us. I believe in us. This um, sign Aquarius is one that um I, this is another, this is a sign actually. Okay. So I've been married to two Aquariuses and, um, I have very few women in my life that are Aquariuses. How about you? Hmm. I have one close friend, uh, that I grew up with in high school, uh, that was my high school friend and she's an Aquarius mm-hmm. and I've had a couple other than that, not many women, no, and I've had a couple male friends who are Aquarius. I do like friends. them. I am a, mm-hmm. I am attracted to the funkiness of Aquarius. Yeah, and I've Me had too. some some real fun times with Aquarius people. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I also like as much as I sort of feel a distance from them because of their detachment stuff. I also feel like I can identify with Aquarius there's times when I really feel like I have a lot of those Uranian characteristics and it's because Mm -hmm. I I think I have a I have a point in my chart that's is kind of lit up with Aquarius so yeah yeah it's important to look at that um in your own Mm -hmm. chart like I said where Aquarius lives and I you and I both have it on the midheaven so it relates to career and our social role for us. And we're going to get into some of that. Um, but I will, I'll just lay out some of the archetypes I came up with and we came up with because I had a really hard time thinking of them. 
I came up with a couple and you came up with a couple. Mm -hmm. So the first one is Rebel Without a Cause. And that's kind of an obvious one, but it's that, you know, rebellion that is just for the sake of rebelling, you know, and it's often this, this type of behavior, you will cut off your nose to spite your face. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're playing this out that you're going to rebel against some rules over principle, but in the end you could, for example, lose a job that you might want to keep, which I did, um, that sometimes rules, you know, it's, it's important to, uh, obey rules and <laughs> not, and not disobey them at the expense of something that benefits mm-hmm. you. Um, so a rebel without a cause is just someone who's, who is going to flout any convention just for the sake of doing it. And ultimately it could cause them problems. It's kind of reckless behavior, right? Yeah, it is. It is. It's like nobody can put any binds on me and I'm going to, you know, throw off the chains of the man and whatever, you know, and (laughs) sometimes that doesn't work out so well. And, you know, you have to pick your battles in life, I think, and and, um, it's important to be authentic. And that's the high side of Aquarius is to stick to your guns over principles that that are really important to you. But I think that's the discernment point is, is this battle or is this, you know, rebellion against the rules really worth it? You know, is it a, a deeply embedded uh, value that I have or is it, I'm just acting mm-hmm. out. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Cause I want to be free. So that's one. And then another archetype is the cold as ice. <laughs> Chilly Willy. Here comes Chilly Willy. Um, so, <laughs> oh, I, my husband won't mind my sharing this. He's Venus in Aquarius. So, like, sometimes he can, when he gets, I, I've talked about this before, but like when he gets mad at me or anyone else, it, it is coldness that comes forward. It's not a temper. It's, you know, he really doesn't have a temper in the way that you would think of a temper. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's the blast of cold air you know, that you're going to get. Uh, and I do find that with Aquarius people I've known or Aquarius types that this is what you get and they could turn on you like a dime. Yeah. Yes. It's like, Ooh, that is chilly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cold. It, they just turn off. Uh, anything remotely connective towards you, and it's it's as if you're in the room with a with a robot yeah. or a computer. Someone you do not <laughs> have no idea who they are. I my husband, yeah, I my husband is Aquarius, and we don't fight very often. But there's been a couple of epic ones where I have felt that, and I've been like, who the fuck is this guy you know like I have Mm -hmm. no idea what just happened Mm -hmm. so yes and what do you think that is like it's well I mean a lot of these shadow behaviors and archetypes are defense mechanisms Mm -hmm. so where do you think that one particularly comes from I want to know because I'm trying to figure it okay. out for my own relationship. Well, I relate this to, I was thinking about the King of Swords in Tarot. Mm-hmm. And like, in my mind, the King of Swords represents Aquarius and um, also Capricorn. But I just right. really think of it as the King of Swords being Aquarius. And it's it's like the master of manipulation in some ways. Like one mm-hmm. way to really like stop an argument is to just is to deep freeze it like that. You know, like I think it's sort yeah. of a a mind game. I don't know. I feel I feel like like mm-hmm. Aquarius people can be really good at um just turning off and then all of a sudden you're like, is it me? Is it them? What? You know? Right. Like, I don't know. Um, it seems, yeah. it seems like that is a way to control a situation and, um, make it stop or something, you know, like to win and then ma- put an end to it. That's how I feel like mm-hmm. it, 
comes across to me. Yeah. And it's, it is a uh, intimacy avoidant, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Um, and one of the things that, you know, came up as we were preparing for this and talking about it beforehand is like that, that, um, that there is a tendency with Aquarius to avoid strong emotion, maybe. Yeah. Or a lack of empathy. Let's put it more that way. And that being a shadow that, you know, the coldness is a defense against feeling too much or getting too heated, right? Because mm-hmm. that's scary. It's it's out of control. Yep. Right? So it's a way of maintaining control, oh. which leads to the next, <laughs> the next <laughs> archetype, which you came up with, which is? The control freak. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So expand on that, Katie. Yeah, I think that... We, Dina and I sort of discussed this offline before we got on today. And, and I, I think that there's something about Aquarius when it is not living in its true self, which is being sort of freedom oriented, doing things their own way, you know, doing things, not their own way, but, but marching to their own beat of their drum and, and having that freedom to be who they are and, and be honest about it. If you, I think if you're not allowed to live in that way, or if you get caught up in this shadow piece, that it, there's something about that they defer to this control freak. You know, it is a fixed sign. And, um, Mm -hmm. and it, this piece always sort of surprised me about Aquarius. Right. Because I, it seems, it seems uh, paradoxical because we think of Aquarius as like the freedom loving hippie Mm -hmm. archetype, you know, and it's positive, like peace and freedom and like equality for all. And, uh, but that's not, if it's in its shadow, it's not playing out that way. It's actually very controlling. Mm -hmm. And like you just said, it's a fixed sign ruled by Saturn. Well, of course it can be controlling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. it's not fun to be around that personality type when it shows up. <laughs> it really isn't. Nope. Um, and no. I think there's different forms of control too. You know, there's there's mind control, like we were just talking about, and then um, also controlling your environment, and that all seems. In some ways, you know, the the control freak piece goes back to almost the Capricorn, you know, need, a need to, like, keep control in your environment for reasons of um, feeling lack. And I just don't think that lack is the um, is the driving force to the Aquarius's control piece. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I think what do you think it is? I think it's just that piece of like not being able to live freely, like feeling like, hmm. like yeah. s- somehow they've gotten stuck or they have some sort of other aspects in their chart that hold them in a spot and don't allow that to come through. Or maybe it was a childhood thing or. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fear of. If things get too out of control out there, then I'm going to have to look at my own need for freedom and my own need to be out of control mm-hmm. myself. Um, it is, you know, in the, in its rulership um, by Uranus, there is a chaos, you know, that definitely can follow Aquarius people. Um, and that may be something, you know, of a another archetype that we could bring into here is uh, the the driver of chaos. I don't know how to put it exactly, but like, you know, I think of pig pen in the peanuts cartoon with the cloud and sometimes, you know, unconscious Aquarius or shadow Aquarius can be like that person walking around with the cloud of chaos Uh around them (laughs) that, that they're creating just by being unconscious of the fact that, oh, I actually need to be more authentic and to break the the right rules for me. But I'm so afraid to do that, that it's just, I'm going to repress it. And then it's leaking out into all these chaotic situations. Yep. 
and then conversely then i'm con- i'm trying to hold on tightly you know for control there was this guy that i dated it's- years ago and he- we would have so much fun together and we would be if we were out and we were dancing or we were you know just we would talk for hours we would laugh 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 and just have so much fun and then if we went to his house he would get so mm-hmm. weird like he would get so mm. sort of shut down and and cold mm-hmm. as ice and just like, uh. like cranky and mm. i think part of it was when we were out doing stuff and we were having fun like that it was he was free and easy right and then we'd get to the house yep. and it was like he suddenly felt caged like maybe at some point oh. because things were going so well that he would have to make a commitment to me and that yep. you know it was that was really scary because he'd be having to give away his freedom it was like one or the other and i i just mm. that was such a poignant thing for me cuz i had never seen anybody mm-hmm. shut down so quickly like become it's almost like a Jekyll and Hyde personality and I just really felt like like it was a threat to his individuality his freedom you know like too much of a good thing (laughs) and I've got to just like keep it very controlled right and um yeah I gotta shut shut it down down. yep Mm -hmm. and so yeah 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 that did not work out for me no surprise surprise for me at all but um, yeah, mm-hmm. well, it it speaks to something about relationship that like it's you can have so much fun with somebody and things can be going well in a certain uh, setting, like you were talking about, like being out and doing things. It works, and then you find oh, but when we're home, it does not. I think work. it felt like you know, or being yeah, in the same I think house. He felt like all of a sudden. It might turn into this marriage or this really big entrapment, you know? And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was so weird. (laughs) Mm. Well, and there's, okay, so that makes me think about compartmentalization Mm -hmm. and how um, sometimes an, an Aquarius shadow can be dissociative behaviors or compartmentalizing. And Uh, you know in that Aquarius shadow like maybe he had an idea of wait this area of my life is over here and this area is Mm -hmm. over here you know I can go out and have fun with a woman and this lives in this area but my home is my home and I'm not inviting you know a marriage or any you know kind of cohabitation in my home. So he, he had it all worked out and mapped out in his head very mathematically. Very perhaps, quickly too. Right? It was like, you know, yeah. we, <laughs> we only dated for a short period of time, but it was like, yeah, yeah it was wild. Well, it, and also like, it makes me think of that almost mathematical calculating quality that is akin to the cold as uh-huh. ice, you know, archetype too. It's, it's that, that they have a a formula figured out in their head of how things are going to be, you know, the Aquarius shadow people. And that it's, it's uh, if you cross a line or make things messy and it goes back to that control thing, that doesn't work for them. And then you get the, the ice blast. Um, yep. <laughs> so... My hu- yeah, I, I've experienced that myself with not not with my current husband, but with um, with past relationships of someone who can just turn on you like a dime. And it was like, yeah, who is this mm-hmm. person? I I thought you were this way, but now you're completely acting different because I, I've infringed on some arbitrary rule that you have in your head, yeah. I guess. Like. <laughs> that I didn't know about. That's I know. that's funny cuz I also think, you know, like I think wow, Aquarius can be a moody mother, you know, and it's not really mm. that. I think it is uh more of that mind stuff, right? Where they're in their head and it's got to be yeah. logical and, you know, 
like things are thought out so differently. Um, yeah. Cause I, I do notice that and my husband will admit this. So that like, I'm such a dreamer and, and, um, just like to discuss possibilities and ideas a lot. And sometimes when I do that with him, yeah. if he's not in the right frame of mind, if I don't check first, I always check first now, um, that he will definitely like shoot me down. Cause it doesn't, it just like, and it's a way of sort of controlling it, you know, like, okay, that doesn't work for me and we can't dream about stuff like that. It's just not logical or whatever. And it's just like, but it's just about yeah. dreaming, you know, that does, I can't understand that piece of, of, um, Mm-hmm. And so I do, there's times when I feel like even my daydreaming, he's like pr- trying to control my, my excitement about just creative thinking or whatever, you know? Well, it sounds like it, it brings up the fears in him that, you know, uh, which you aren't even aware of when you're bringing it up or why it would mm-hmm. trigger that. But, uh, then you find out. And I think that's a really good relationship tip that you just mentioned is if you, if you have somebody like this in your life, it's really good to ask them, like, are you in a frame of mind to talk about this? Or is there a better time? Like, when can we talk about some of these things? Because just jumping into stuff doesn't work out really well for, for Mm -hmm. me either with, (laughs) with my person of that. If, if it's not, a good time yeah. <laughs> then it's you're going to get a completely different response you know they have to be receptive yep, yep. or in a not fear-based yep. place you know or not triggered by other things well let's let's come back to a couple points um one of the things that came up for me when i was thinking about this rebel you know uh archetype with aquarius is I mean, we often glorify rebels in our culture. We think of them as glamorous in some way and uh, the rule breakers and, you know, going to stick it to the man and all that good stuff. And um, but sometimes rebels really screw themselves for no good Mm -hmm. reason. (laughs) And that's the rebel without a cause thing. And so one thing that I thought of of my own life and having Aquarius on the midheaven, and perhaps you can relate to this one. You'll, I don't know if you've actually had a story like this, but you can tell me. Um, when I was in college, like I was probably about 20, 21, and I was working at a, an Italian restaurant and uh, it was a really good job. It was like for a restaurant job, it was a good environment. It was, you know, I really liked the people I worked with. It was fun, like to go to work and I enjoyed it and made pretty decent money for a college student. And, um, so I'd had the job for a few months and it was coming up on Christmas time and my mom, you know, every year I spent Christmas with my family up to that point of my young life. Cause that's just what mm-hmm. you did. Right. And family was really important to me. So I was a cancer. And so she asked me to come down for Christmas in Southern California and be with, you know, her, my brothers, my grandparents I hadn't seen everybody in a long time. And, uh, so I just decided, oh, well, I'm sure it'll be fine if I just take off, you know, (laughs) and like, yeah, this is, you get time off when you ask for it. Right. And that's just really not how the restaurant business works. You can't just leave, you know, for a week or two at a time without notice, without a lot of notice. And even then they might not let you, or they might say, well, you know, so what happened was that I, I told her, my boss, one day I said, oh, I'm going down to L.A. for a week uh, in December. And I didn't phrase it as a question. And I just assumed I would have the freedom uh-huh. to do that, you know. And she just looked at me and she said, well, bye. And uh, I'm like, I was in shock. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well. You know, you then will have to replace you. And I said, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I was, I got to work up until I left for my trip and then I was out of there and I didn't get to come back. And, um, you know, some of my coworkers were, thought it was Mm -hmm. pretty harsh, but, but in retrospect, I, 
I went about it completely the wrong way. I just assumed I should have my freedom and I didn't get that there are rules that everybody has to follow and that's just the way it is, right? Um, yet. I didn't get that lesson yeah. yet. Uh, <laughs> it took me like a couple more times in situations like that of similar job things where I couldn't, I, I really have never done well with bosses and authority figures. Um, and I think it's a lot to do with this Aquarius midheaven. And so hence I now work for myself, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, I don't do well with it. You know, it's a uh. problem and I, I don't know if I've ever fully resolved it, to be honest with you. I'm still that 21 year old kid. That's like, no fucking, I get to take time off when I want to. Yeah. No, I feel the same way at work. I was just thinking that like, yeah, it's very similar is that I do not like authority. I don't like being told what to do at work. And I like to keep myself mm -hmm. like, I also don't like uniforms. Like I just, I remember oh, the last job, my like really long-term career job that I had we had to wear uniforms like when we were on site as mm -hmm. a catering team and I just hated it I mean mm -hmm. I would do anything to get out of it and then I just started wearing what I wanted to wear and like I just I can't stand it and and um yeah yeah uniform seems so confining to me and like stupid um yeah and then I also have a similar thing, like when we would have to have these meetings, like meetings are necessary and, um, mm -hmm. right. And more like <laughs> they're really jobs, not, I think like they like to have meetings every Monday where you go over what's going to happen for the week or at an event or whatever. Yeah. And I would just be like, I don't need to go to the meetings. You know, I, I would be doing something else during the meetings or being defiant or, like for no reason other than I just didn't like wasting my time listening to other people mm -hmm. pontificate or whatever, you know, like I, I don't know. Right. I just couldn't take it. And so I think, yeah, that does show up in my life in, in work. I have to have workspaces um, where there's freedom and flexibility and I can do my own mm -hmm. thing for sure. Yeah. And that's, you know, to a point that could be a, a good thing. It's hard. Um, I made it, you know, <laughs> it is hard. hard. To find a job. I mean, we both, <laughs> we, yeah, we both somehow made it work out for ourselves, but it was not an easy path yeah. for sure. Um, definitely had a hard time, uh, you know, staying at jobs for a long time. <laughs> and definitely didn't like, you know, any kind of uh, boss figure telling me what to do, which is sometimes in life you have to, I mean, I, I have issues with authority all over uh -huh. the place. You know, I really, it's a problem for me so often. Um, <laughs> another example that comes to mind was, uh, I was driving again in my early twenties and, um, my friend was driving behind me, following me in the car. We were going somewhere together, I guess. And I was, oh, I had a tail light out. And so I got pulled over. And so the friend, you know, she pulled over behind me and was watching the whole thing. And so the, the cop came walking up to the car and I was just annoyed. And I gave him a look. Mm -hmm. And my friend could see the look from her vantage point. She could see the look I gave him in the in the mirror and she's and he you know came up and told me my taillight was out and that blah 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 and I was kind of rude mm -hmm. to him and uh it's a good thing that I he was you know not gonna lay it down on me because I <laughs> really was being rather surly you know I I basically was like well well what did yeah. I do you know <laughs> that kind uh -huh. of attitude and I wasn't speeding like you know, what's the problem? And then he's like, I'm just telling you, your taillight's out. Here you go. It's a fix-it ticket. And she, afterwards, she uh, she said, 
you really got to be careful with that. (laughs) She said, you know, I'm really surprised because most of the time you're a really nice person, but that look you gave him, you really could have gotten yourself into Mm -hmm. trouble and you got to be careful. And that, that always stuck with me and I've had to carefully control myself anytime I've gotten pulled over by a cop uh, for speeding or anything in my life, you know, which I have done a few times. Um, I am, I am not good at just Mm -hmm. taking it, you know, me neither. Sometimes you got to just take it and that's, it's in your best interest. Let's put it that way. Sometimes it's in your best interest to just Uh shut up and be nice and when you have that Aquarius shadow acting out, it's like nobody's gonna put any rules or any strictures on yeah. me, damn it. Yep. You know. I oh. just said I was just He'll saying the other day, like maybe I even told you this, but like the more somebody wants me to do something, the less I want to mm. do it. It's I, I can just yep. think of so many ways that I was I rebelled against my mom just to rebel against my mom, you know? Just like mm-hmm. this. I mean, and I know you do that when you're a teenager, but I do feel like that carried, I could see that carrying on into my life yeah, and being projected onto bosses and cops. And like, I, I mean, I remember being pulled over when I was, mm-hmm. or being like in our car drinking, right? With like two cases of mm-hmm. beer in the trunk of the car and then having a cop pull up and me being like, what? What's the problem? You know, like, I mean, just being like an asshole, right? Where he could have just arrested me and taken me to jail and luckily was really cool and just let us pour out our beer or whatever. But I, I remember being like that too, Dina. So I, there is something about like rules that really, that I completely understand them and follow a lot of rules in my life, but also am like oppressed by them and when they apply to yeah. me I sometimes am like fuck the rules you know yeah I'm my own yep. person it's a deep yeah yeah it's it's like a deep trigger and maybe we'll figure out what it's about I love but, it I love um, it I- <laughs> <laughs> well it can be really inconvenient sometimes um I mean, one of the other archetypes that you mentioned that we didn't really get to yet is it relates to this. It's the the hypocrite equality is fine for others, but I don't have to practice it. Okay. So this is an Aquarius shadow that pops up when someone is like, you know, I'm expecting everybody else to follow the rules or I'm expecting everybody else to, you know, treat people with equality, but then I'm mm-hmm. above it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so, yeah. Examples? Expand? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was just like the dumbest example that I have of it is like, although I didn't believe this, I was just thinking like, oh, when we all had to wear uniforms at work and stuff, I was like, oh, that rule applies to everybody yeah. but me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've seen it and I don't want to call anybody out. So I've seen it in my life where somebody's like talks about a person and yet they do the exact same thing. It's so, it's mm. so hypocritical. And um, I, ha- mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure I've done it myself. I'm sure I've done it in more than. Sure. I have to one way. Right. And it's, again, it's like, I think it comes back to that fear, you know, in each of these episodes, we ask, what is the fear or fears that trigger the shadow behavior? And I think it is a a deep fear of chaos somehow. But so it's like we, the Aquarius shadow wants order for everyone else, but so that you know, I don't have to worry about it. I mean, like, (laughs) look at our systems, a lot of them. And like, when you look at politicians or something, there's so much of that in our system Mm. um, Mm -hmm. where, or sometimes in like organized religion or I don't know, you see it pop up in this, in these weird ways too. 
Yeah. Maybe that's one we shouldn't get into too deeply. <laughs> no, I think I just heavy just sigh on that one. That. I can't even. I, it's like I don't even want to open that can of worms right now. Well, I was also thinking about one of the archetypes that um, in, the, in the positive of Aquarius is the the genius but that can also be like the the kind of the mad scientist <laughs> that can't relate mm-hmm. to anybody you know and so i think of people that really you know they they exile themselves to a certain degree because they can't really relate to yep. people and there's a loneliness in that just like there's a loneliness in capricorn you know there's that saturn symbol Mm -hmm. again um you know i think of uh like my brother who literally exiled himself from our family you know he cut off contact for many years and then you know i think about 10 years ago we had a conversation and he was doing that like cold Mm -hmm. as ice thing you know with me on the phone and i'm like yeah i can't do this relationship, you know, I mean, I would be open to having a relationship if I felt that this could be on a, you know, that he could be vulnerable or that he could be emotionally present, but he mm-hmm. wasn't. It was like talking to a a robot, you know, it was really weird and it creeped me out. And it was painful because being a cancer, I, you know, that there's really nothing more painful like then losing a member of yeah. your family, either physically or emotionally. So, I mean, that's the the really painful, dark Aquarius stuff is like, I think I suspect that my brother, he had mental health issues. I know that much. And that he felt that he really couldn't relate to or be a part of our family anymore for whatever reasons. And he also, there was some criminal behavior and et cetera. And uh, I just say that lightly, like, et cetera. Um, We won't get into that. But there was, you know, that's also a shadow Aquarius thing, criminality, uh, because of that Mm -hmm. rule stuff, Mm -hmm. right? All the things we were just talking about. Like, it can go to the extreme of, I'm going to not only break rules, I'm going to break the law and not care. Um, And so there's that with him, too. So, yeah, my experience with shadow Aquarius has been really mm-hmm. heavy in my life. You know, having an Aquarius little brother who you know, has caused a lot of grief in our family for about the past 20 years. <laughs> um, and it's sad that he's, you know, that we're not in contact anymore. But I also know that contact would just be painful. Yep unless somehow he was able to get healthy. Yep. Um, yeah. I was married very young to an Aquarius person, and he stepped into the shadow piece of Aquarius in that it sort of lived there, and it was really frightening. And he was he was stealing from companies, and he was doing all kinds of sort of outrageous criminal behavior. Um and people loved him. Like they saw him. He was like really good at manipulating people. And um, mm-hmm. even, you know, when we split up, my mom was still like, what are you talking about with him? And still would have him over for dinner and like do stuff with him. And um, mm-hmm. didn't honestly didn't believe me. And until she saw it mm. for herself, you know, the things they should tell she was manipulated. Um, and yeah. I, it was, his behavior was really scary, like a completely different person. He cut off his whole family and, um, and Mm. cut off, you know, us basically too, for this sake of like, well, I'm not like that, but he was really like an extreme version of all the things that he hated. You know, it was like actually the, the hypocrite, you know, archetype was sort of the role that he played always. Um, and cold as ice. He was mm-hmm. like, 
seriously, anytime that, that he felt boxed in, he would do this like scary cold as ice form of manipulation with me. And, um, Mm. yeah, that was that. I think at that point I was like, never again with an Aquarius. And then now (laughs) look at me, I'm married to another one for God's sake. So (laughs) Todd luckily is not like that. Well, no. And that's, that's the important thing to always say is like, that's what we mean when we're saying not even all sun sign Aquariuses have the same shadow behavior. It it really depends on so mm-hmm. many things, you know, the circumstances of your life and how much work you're willing to do on yourself, et cetera. But it's not a, a def, you know, it's not a foregone conclusion that this shadow behavior will play out to the extreme or that it won't. But these are possibilities. Yeah. And we we say, you know, this is linked to the Aquarius shadow because we've seen a lot of mm-hmm. examples, you know, where this is played out in this way but not every single one is going to play out in that way. I was thinking about that for um, myself, like yeah. because I have Saturn in um, the 11th house and mm-hmm. I was thinking that that loner um, mentality sort of played out for me in my younger years, like not fitting in to like not even wanting to be a part of a group and do, sort of doing things mm-hmm to sabotage that, to pull away and, and, um, just be like, oh, I'm different from everybody. You know, I, there's no place that I really fit in. Um, and Mm. setting myself apart. And that was something that I feel like I've, I always continue to work through even in the smallest ways now, you know, is setting, is it feeling like I set myself apart? Although, you know, we've, you and I have talked about being weirdos and stuff. I, I think we even talked about it in our last episode. Right. But I think I don't even appear as that strange of a person. Honestly, I think it's all something mm. I sort of made up in my mind. Do you think I'm a weirdo? Right. <laughs> no. No. I mean, I, I appear fairly mainstream. Sometimes it bugs well, me that me too. I'm not yeah. more, you know, edgy. But I know I had a moment yesterday where I was at a friend's house and um, her husband came out and I haven't known him for very long, but um, I, you know, I was using some swear words as we were talking and he said, did you just say shit? And I said, Yeah. And he said, I don't think I've ever heard you swear. Like he was shocked. Huh. And I'm like, this is the impression you have of me. But I, <laughs> I do th- I have gotten that before. I've gotten that before where people think I'm really innocent and like um, mm-hmm. sweet and uh, what do I want to say? Square. And I'm so not. And um, it, it bothers me a little bit when it comes up like I'm not square, yeah. you know, <laughs> And it does come down to this Aquarius piece too. It's like I'm not square, right? Remember, I don't follow like, anybody' the rules. Thing about you that so that always blew my mind was that you were a burner for a while, and yeah. I was like, right, which is, but yeah. Dina's so, you know, wholesome. That's I mean, it just seemed like huh. <laughs> you must have only known me a little <laughs> while when you thought that. <laughs> yeah. I think that was early in yeah. our friendship I when you like, what? when you had that impression. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is weird. I mean, there is a disconnect, and people that don't know me that well, or even friends that have known me a long time, but are more like acquaintance type friends, or they're more surfacey, mm-hmm. like either friends of my husband's or friends, you know, that kind of thing. They have that impression too, and I'm like, whoa, that's really not true maybe when aquarius <laughs> um or when uh uranus goes across our rising signs then we'll like it's gonna yeah. all come yeah i think it's out. gonna be in our older yeah. age that where we just get like really wildly eccentric appearing too yeah <laughs> yeah we'll dye our hair yeah. purple again i yeah, mean i already did dyed that. my hair many yeah. colors i've already done it 
I don't know what more I have to do to get the point across. <laughs> um. <laughs> do you want to think about some questions for Yeah, reflection? I just thought of one. So cool. I guess that thinking about the control freak, right? So what mm-hmm. what sets you up for that? What what is your what is the fear around feeling the need to control? Is it feeling caged in? Is it a loss of freedom? Mm-hmm. So maybe thinking in those terms, like what yeah. makes you feel caged? Yeah, I like that. So what makes you feel caged and therefore triggers the need mm-hmm. to control? Um, good. What else, like related to the archetypes, if we go back to those? So for the rebel, like I think reflecting on what sets you off in that too. What's that need all about to like rebel against things that that don't even need to be rebelled against? Yeah. So, but then also for the cold as ice one, how do you react to strong emotions in others or yourself? In what ways could you bring, how could you be more present to yourself and others emotionally? Mm-hmm. How do you react to strong emotions in yourself and others? And how can you be more present emotionally to yourself and others? I think that gets to the, you know, the crux of problems mm-hmm. here <laughs> with the Aquarius yeah. shadow. Yeah. And we can all benefit, like, for any of these questions, for reflections on any of the signs, they can benefit anybody to ask. It's not just if you're an Aquarius or just if you have a lot of Aquarius in your chart. Like, I could totally see where these are things that all of us Mm -hmm. deal with, but they're just an expression of, or they express in the Aquarius shadow behaviors. Yes. When you aren't when you aren't addressing these questions head on. The internal family systems, have you done work with that? There's family constellations. There's also parts work, which is no, different. This is... There is also internal yeah. family systems. Okay, so You're right. That's something different. I was different. just thinking, this came up like three times last week. So somebody I know is going to an IFS therapist. And mm-hmm. then my girlfriend sent me a text the other day and she was like, have you heard of this person? was somebody random that was doing a podcast and she was like, she's talking about IFS. And then there was one other hit I had about it, but I had looked up this book. It's called No Bad Parts. It's written by Mm -hmm. this guy, Richard Schwartz, sort of Aquarian therapy in some ways, you know, where it's like, instead of looking at these pieces of ourselves that are bad, right, that we need to change, Mm-hmm. You, he's seeing these pieces of ourself, the voices in our heads that tell us, you know, that we're bad people or that we can't do something or, you know, like it's an old family pattern. Maybe it's somebody else's voice in our head. And, and mm-hmm. part of his work is pull each one of those pieces out and sort of listen to what that voice has to say and claim mm-hmm. that as an important piece of our um, existence. Like, well, you, you were there because I needed you to protect me against this or that. Right. So it's like, have like almost multiple personalities. Right. And so we pull each one of these personalities out and we talk to them and get curious about them instead of naming them as bad Mm -hmm. and trying to make them go away. And I think that it's interesting Mm. to think about that in these reflective Mm -hmm. questions. I, I think, for one, because we're talking about Aquarius, which is, a, which is logic and thinking, right? That process. And that is sort of what this therapy is all about. And it also gets, helps you get to the heart of why you do the things you do, why you have these strong reactions, why you come out of these places of fear. So it's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. It does sound like very Aquarian work, you know, in its yeah. approach. Mm-hmm. I, Absolutely. I'm really like, I got really jacked about it. And so I got his book, No Bad Parts. And each mm-hmm. chapter has a like a guided meditation by him and also a practice to do to look at each mm-hmm. one of these pieces. And so you're really living in the present 
and speaking to these reactive pieces of yourself instead of being yep. disassociating and going back into your past, right? You know, and blaming others. Right. You're taking responsibility for your own thoughts and feelings and reactions. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's about mm -hmm. integration, right? Yep. And I think the whole, one of the big themes that we've seen in this whole episode is the problems come when we split off parts mm -hmm. of ourselves and uh, don't, uh, we, you know, get disconnected from ourselves and then therefore from others. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great recommendation. So I will put that in the show notes. All right. Well, I think we did it again. I think, <laughs> yes, it's a miracle. <laughs> oh, well, this was a really interesting one. Very apropos to the spirit of Aquarius. It mm -hmm. really surprised me and uh, I, I learned a lot. And see, we, we, we also realize that we're more Aquarian than we think. Absolutely. You Probably know? a part of ourselves we'd like to deny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you Thank so you for much. listening. Yeah. And we'll be yeah. back with you in a couple weeks. Yep. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. You can find out more about my readings at dinadecastro.com slash readings. I also offer an astrology mentorship program where I mentor emerging astrologers and anyone who wishes to advance their astrological skills and wisdom. You can find out more about the program and apply at dinadecastro.com slash mentorship. To get more weekly insights, follow me at Spark the Sun on Instagram or check out my website at katiesloanastrologer.com. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple. And thanks again for listening.